Hey guys, it's Graham. I just have to apologize for the audio quality of my recording on this episode. I tried something new with a microphone and it didn't work. Uh, it's still listenable, but it's not up to our normal standards, even the standards that we've been dealing with uh, during the whole pandemic. Anyways, hope you enjoy this episode on Surf Nazis Must Die. There's a movie that you never seen. The map is some ninjas or a crazy death machine. There'll be smiles, there'll be tears. You won't watch a movie for about eight billion years. It's time for death by video. Time for death by video. And now the show will begin. Roger Ebert said that he walked out within 30 minutes. Noted film reviewer Janet Maslin said, not even the actor's relatives will find this movie interesting. <laughs> she went on to say that there are those who will take offense at the mere existence of a film that toys with such material as Surf Nazis Must Die, and they're right. It doesn't even have a sufficiently well-developed punk sensibility to pay off. Even its sexism is perfunctory. And this is the film we are talking about this evening. Surf Nazis must die. <laughs> Welcome to Death by Video. I'm Phil. Hey, I'm Kit. And I'm Graham. We are back yet again, still in quarantine, still not dead, and still watching movies like Surf Nazis Must Die. <laughs> now, I should point out that this is, uh, I think it's the first time you've seen it, Phil. Yeah, it is. And it's the first time you've seen it, Kit? It, yeah, yep. And it's also the first time I've seen it. I've never seen this film before. But you know what? For 82 minutes, I kind of don't get where Janet Maslin and I don't know how Roger Ebert walked out after 30 minutes because... I, I, don't, I don't see it as that offensive. No. It's, it's eight, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's clearly a little tongue-in-cheek too, you know? It's supposed to be... Oh, totally. It's, it's very much ridiculous. kind of toying on that whole dystopian future. Like the Warriors, basically. It's that kind of... Well, that's the thing. Like, when the gangs actually meet for the first time, it kind of had a vibe of the, all the Warriors gangs meeting. Except yeah. with Cyrus encouraging all the gangs and the Warriors to come together. The surf Nazis are encouraging everyone to just die. Also, the gangs in this one are uh, dog shit. All, all the <laughs> gangs are. <laughs> they do all just, suck. Like, the worst gangs. And, like, the gangs consist of, like, three guys. <laughs> and that's it. That's the entire gang. <laughs> low-budget world that they were in. The surf Nazis are able to rule the beach simply because there's six of them compared <laughs> to, like, three guys in another gang and, like, just the biker and his old lady in the, uh, in the other gang. And hardly any of the gangs have proper weaponry to uh, hold their None own. None of them had a gun. Which I they was were completely a... stymied. The first time a gun is introduced, that's it. The gangs, that's... There's a new uh, king in town. <laughs> I mean, like, the Asian gang had nunchucks, but that's probably about as good as... You know, there are a couple knives, but... They had a bunch of impractical weapons. Yeah. And they I... all did, like, cartwheels when they were going into battle. <laughs> I know. I like... Well, I actually... I gotta say, I was... <laughs> I was Even the samurai surfers. I know. I was kind of refreshed by the fact that there was a, a, a lack of guns in this movie because, I don't know, with everything that's been going on lately, I'm just kind of over the whole... And I, and I also watched the uh, the Waco miniseries just before I watched this. Oh, um, how is that? Uh, it's good, although it kind of gives David Koresh a pass on the whole underage statutory rape stuff. 
It, it's weird it's because it, it's, very, oh, no. you know, it's very much they're kind of saying like, yeah, he did this awful thing. He did this awful thing, but he's not such a bad guy. And you're just like, no, no, he's a bad guy. Uh, the, the series is very much on David Koresh's side. Um, That's a surprise. Also, it's it's just sort of like, so I get Taylor Kitsch is like almost 40 years old in real life, but he still looks 19. Like he has had the, the pampered life of a Hollywood, like young Hollywood star. And that like, never quite broke. No, like he like they put him in a mullet. He's got they that put premium him... placenta. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so so basically, it's uh, it, it's a bit of a weird one. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I like stories about Americans fighting Americans. I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, not so much into the true crime genre, but I liked like the idea of like this this thing happened, and it also just like you know it's something that happened during our lifetime, and I can vaguely remember. I remember, it. yeah, I remember the Branch it Davidians. Um, yeah, so do we want to talk about like uh, what we have? We watched anything interesting since we last recorded? Man, I've watched so many things. I can't. I can't even. I don't even know oh, what I. What's something good? What's something good? Hold on, uh, Phil. Do you have anything? I've watched a lot, but like just off the top of my head, the most recent thing I watched that I really liked was uh, Freeway. That's on Tubi, the mid-90s movie with uh, Reese Witherspoon and Kiefer Sutherland. Is the sequel to that called Confessions of a Trick Baby? Yes, it is. Which I also watched and is not good. With uh, Natasha Lyonne. Oh, wow. The early years, yeah. The same director. And uh, Vincent Gallo is also in the second one. Of course he is. He would have to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've watched 15 movies since we last recorded. Um, yeah, I think I've watched at least that many. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've watched that many, but... Kit, what have you seen? Anything interesting? I did watch Star Trek First Contact. Oh, yeah. That's that, that's a fun one. I like that one. Yeah, it's, it's probably the best uh, Next Generation one, even though it does have, like, a wet Borg queen. Yeah, the board Making got a little... Horny. Well, th- isn't that the first time the board got sexy before Seven of Nine? It's it's weird. The the weird sexual edge to it, and she's trying to make Data horny just so he betrays his ship. I don't know. It's so odd. It's it's a it's a <laughs> it's a weird subplot. Um, but beyond that, I think it's a four star movie. So I just mm-hmm. give it four stars. Um, and then wow. I've uh, subscribed to Disney Plus for like the seven day trial, and I'm gonna try to squeeze in all that. Good shit, and oh. uh, then cancel. You're gonna watch all 38 episodes seasons of The Simpsons? Oh no, I'm uh, just gonna stick to The Mandalorian. I watched the first episode there. Uh, seems like what people wanted from Star Wars sequels that the studios never seemed to give them for some reason, but that's exactly what they wanted was what The Mandalorian is delivering. So, okay, interesting. Um, I don't know. Did you see it? No, I haven't seen The Mandalorian. It's 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 a bit like I've got some criticisms of it, but I mean it's just a cool space adventure with that retro Star Wars vibe, sort of. I don't know. My like issue it. is as soon as they introduced Baby Yoda, I was like, Ugh. oh, it's probably it's it's after Yoda dies, so it's some clone Yoda. They haven't I, we just met it, and I don't like it either. But mm-hmm. whatever, the rest of it seems good. Um, okay, um, I'm yep. gonna talk quickly about four things I, four, out of the 15 four things I watched because there are four things I want to talk about so numero uno is I watched a bunch of documentaries on on various punk rock bands 
And the one that I like the most uh, is about one of my favorite bands, and it's Don't You Wish That We Were Dead, which is the story of the damned, which is very fascinating because I always wondered out of all the original punk bands, they're the only one that's still touring, still together somewhat. And you realize it's because one of the former members of the damned, when their record label went bankrupt, bought the publishing rights to the first two albums and cut all the other members out of their royalties. So there's a reason why the damned are still touring nearly 45 years after they started. Uh, it's really fascinating because it looks into just the relationship that the band had. It was uh, filmed during their 35th anniversary tour, so um, a little under 10 years ago. And uh, uh, it was a really interesting look at the, the behind the scenes dynamics, how the band came together, how when Captain Sensible, their current guitar player and current guitar player since 1979, switched from bass to guitar, their original guitar player got really, really jealous. They also brought up the fact that I didn't realize is that Lemmy from Motorhead was briefly in the band when they oh, lost wow. their, their bass player. When Captain Sensible switched from bass to guitar, Lemmy joined to be their bass player while Motorhead were a thing in the 70s. So he was just a fan of the damn, and he's like, sure, I'll be your bass player. And like he actually reunited with them before he passed away uh, for a few shows. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's interesting. It was, it's, uh, I highly recommend it. It's streaming on Amazon Prime. Uh, that's where I saw all the documentaries because Amazon Prime actually has a really good documentary bank that are not Netflix documentaries, so they're not seven hours long. Um, and then the next one I want to talk about is... Graham is not sponsored by Amazon Prime, by the way. No, we're, we're, we're not at all. Not at all. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not at all. Not at all. Uh, they just they have a really good library. I can't... I can't uh, disparage them for that they've uh, they've licensed the right films or they've licensed a lot of good ones even the one i watched today was on it uh, i'll talk about that one next i just before we started recording finished watching a french film from two years ago called the night eats the world um have either of you heard of this or seen it i feel like no. i have heard of it but what's it about does it have a cool concept well it's a zombie movie but not in a way i've seen a zombie movie done before and it kind of spoke, and much like the, the Waco miniseries that I watched, it spoke to being locked up indoors for, for months on end. Um, so basically, it's, it's set in Paris, but the entire film is in English. And it's this guy going to his ex-girlfriend's house to get some of her, her apartment rather, to get some of his stuff back. But she, uh, her and her new boyfriend are having a party that night. So he's like, I just want to get my stuff and go out. And she's like, no, 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 just go to, go to the office at the back of my apartment. And she has a huge Parisian apartment and the party's full of douchebags and this guy is just miserable. And she's like, just go into the back of my apartment and or go into the office in the back room and wait there. And so he goes into the office, but along the way, one of the drunken party goers slams into him and causes him to have a, a bloody nose. He goes into the, uh, to the office and is just like, screw this, finds his tapes, locks the door and waits for her to come and then he passes out. And he wakes up the next morning to find that all the party guests are gone and the world has been taken over by this zombie attack. And the zombies are interesting because they're running zombies, but they're very much like if no one's around to agitate them, they just kind of uh, stand still and don't really do anything and twitch. Um, but okay. it's interesting because it really isn't about him fighting zombies or him like it's not like The Walking Dead where he's going somewhere or the walkers are a big issue. It's really just... Him being like, okay, I'm isolated alone in this apartment. What do I do? And then he kind of realizes, okay, most of the people that are in here have been turned into these creatures and they've left the apartment. So he locks the outer door, goes into the superintendent's room, get the keys to all the apartments. And he basically like takes over the apartment building for months and months and on end 
and he starts to unravel a little bit. Like he kind of learns about the lives of the people that live there. Um, and like listens to like, you know, music that the, uh, that some teenager in the building made. And yeah, it's, it's a really well-made film and it kind of like avoid, it avoids all the trappings of modern zombie movies that you will hate. And it also is just an interesting, compelling look at isolation, which I think could be good for these times right now because they don't seem to be yeah. anytime soon. Um, and then another movie I want to talk about is I watched Child's Play. Oh, shit. The original. 2019. Oh, boo, uh, boo, boo. No, 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 no. Uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because it's so, I, and granted, I haven't seen the original Child's Plays at all, but it's so different. Other than the fact that there's a killer doll in it named Chucky, it's, and like, it, it's such a, I hate to say horror movie for our time, but the way it utilizes like operating systems and artificial intelligence and smart homes and the fact everything's got to be connected. And this one buddy doll is just defective and mass murder ensues. Uh, I highly recommend yeah, there's strong black mirror energy. Yeah. Have you, have you seen it? Phil? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know mm-hmm. that. What, what did you think? I thought it was okay. Yeah, it's fun, right? I, I got it. Did, I don't think it worked entirely, but I, I liked it enough. I liked it enough of the slant of it. Mm-hmm. Like it was tongue in cheek enough. Like I, I also, I felt that there was also like a. I think it was trying to like appeal. I think its appeal was trying to be too broad. I think it was. You know, like the kids ganging up to defeat Chucky, like that element of the movie I didn't care for as much. But as far as like the Black Mirror style satire went, yeah. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Well, I just love the fact that, that, well, I mean, I didn't mind the kids gang, gang teaming up because they did set up that like the second some kid gets a new piece of technology, everyone's like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. And then a new one's coming out. It's like, yeah. oh, that old thing's crap. Um, get the new one. <laughs> Um, or teaching like uh, it, it, I kind of feel like it's almost based on, remember that story where they, they connected an artificial intelligence to the internet and let it learn. And it came back racist. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. That's kind of what, yep. like how the, how the movie. I like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 shout out. <laughs> oh <laughs> like yeah. This doll becomes corrupted by the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Cause all the kids are watching it and laughing and then Chucky goes to like hurt someone and the kid's like, what are you doing? And he's like, isn't this fun? It's like, Oh my God, no. It's, it's, yeah, I, I, I recommend this movie. It was recommended to me by someone who hates remakes. So okay. that's, that's like, he, he's a guy who on principle didn't watch the Evil Dead remake until after. He's like, well, the new Child's Play remake was okay, so I'll give the Evil Dead remake a try. And I'm like, yes, because I love the Evil Dead remake. It's so good. And he was like, nope. And I was like, all right. I, I, think, I think, like, you can, I think you can call the new Child's Play a reboot and it not being Snyder Glib because... It it takes like just like the most skeletal premise of the original, and then just they just made an entirely new movie out of scratch from that. Exactly, and that's how I, I feel remake should be done. And that's what I feel about the Evil Dead remake as well. Have either of you seen the Evil Dead remake? No, I haven't. We'll have to I have do not, that. No. We'll have to do that, or just watch it for fun soon. Um, but yeah, New Child's Play. Graham says check it out. Uh, when did that come out? The uh, the Evil Dead remake. That just slipped by my. I don't remember. That was that. like 2010, 2013. Okay. Do not yeah. remember. It. It. I actually say like it was for this wave of like good horror movies we've had for the past, like I'd say almost seven years now. I kind of think that was one of the first ones that kind of showed people 
you can do good horror movies again. Like it, cause it, it's gory and it's like, yeah, you jump and it's like, it just like cuts right. Bruce Campbell in it. Uh, there's, he does a thing after the credits at the end, he just comes up and says groovy and that's it. Uh, but no, it's, it's, he's, he's not in it, but I, I loved it though, because if you saw Ash versus Evil Dead, the TV series, you would know that too much Bruce Campbell is, is not a good thing. I can imagine. Um, and then the last one I want to talk about is a film I watched last Friday and it's, it's in the annals of films that I don't ask how it was made, but why? <laughs> And this film is called... Blood. Why did this get made? Yeah. Why did you do <laughs> this to us? This movie is called Blood Sucking Freaks. Ah, um, uh, yes. And it's also distributed by Troma that distributed Surf Nazis Must Die. Um, have, have you... Have you guys seen Blood Sucking Freaks? No, but I do remember Ebert's review of it. <laughs> uh, I don't recall it, but what I can't believe he saw it. Did he sit through all of it? I believe so, allegedly. Like, if you go through, like, old episodes of Raw, this is going to Ebert, they did do an episode on Video Nasties, and uh, Ebert singled out um, blood-sucking freaks as a particularly bad offender. Yeah, it's one of those movies that, like, you can't defend it at all. It's just people being tortured for eight, for 90 minutes terribly and, and just awful stuff. But, um... Wow. Yeah, it was presented as part of Bob Briggs' last drive-in, uh, his second season of it, and Chris Jericho picked the movie and co-hosted it because he's like, I just don't understand why this was made. Um, and it turns out that it's actually kind of based on a true story, uh, which makes it all the more weirder. But the filmmaker was this guy, I think his name was like Jim Freed or Jeff Freed, it's coming up right now. Joel M. Reed is his name, and he's famous for, like, he directed this one movie and the producers came up to him after it was a disaster and said, hey, so, like, how come this, um, this, uh, this movie didn't turn out so well? Like, what went wrong? And Joel Emery, the director's response was, well, first of all, you let me direct it. Um, yeah. Uh, the, other, <laughs> the other title for this movie, the original one is called The Incredible Torture Show, and it was to be displayed with the first letter of each word bigger than the other and in a different color. So it would spell out T as in the incredible I torture T show S. Do you guys get it? T I T S. It took you guys a while. Yeah. The looks on your face. I'm glad that our listeners can't see it because the looks on your faces were just both like, Oh, that word. So that's the kind of There's person. late in the day. Yeah, I... Uh, still even, not sure. I'm still not sure what the even, word is. Uh, so in, in, um, in, in, doing this, in doing this episode, I uh, consulted Lloyd Kaufman's book, All I Need to Know About Filmmaking, I Learned from the Toxic Avenger, which I bought nearly 20 years ago in the year 2001. Um, and he actually talked about it, distributing Blood Sucking Freaks, because he, um, he said, warning, this film is set in a grand gignol-type sadomasochistic theater. It is only for the demented, even among trauma fans. Probably the most effed-up film in the trauma catalog. If you're into brainwashing, caged naked teen girls, dental hijinks, snuff films, sucking brains through straws, and what some say is an utter lack of socially redeeming values, this work of art is for you. 
He also said, he said it's the one movie that he actually feel has regrets about releasing onto the world. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, it's, uh, it's, it's right up there. Yeah. So uh, I guess because we didn't do it last week, I, there was some lag and like stuff I watched. I've got to give a shout out to. Um... Okay. What's that? Yeah. So I was doing some, uh, I was watching some like Abel Ferreira and L- Larry Cohen movies. So, nice. Um, so I watched uh, Abel Ferreira Deep Cut China, which is terrific. Yep. It's it's kind of obscure. Like you can you can stream it on YouTube. It's illegally, mm-hmm. or you can stream it legally on YouTube. It's oh, like a okay. best movie. It's basically an interracial uh, Romeo and Juliet slash West Side Story type movie, but gritty Abel Ferreira style and. Uh, it's got James Russo in a supporting role. It's got like a real scummy Caruso. Yeah. Nice. That's how I like my Caruso. Scummy. Yeah. Like the scummy. pizza I had earlier today. Yeah. And of the Larry Cohen movies I watched, probably the most notable one is um, Special Effects. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I've heard it's, it's good. Yeah. It, it's very meta, but in a way that isn't obnoxious. It's like, it's super clever and, uh, mm-hmm. As Larry Cohen movies are, it's one of the only move. It's one of the only movies that uh, Zoe Tamerlis, or AKA Zoe Lund, uh, was in. Like, and it was Eric Bogosian's second movie after um, Born in Flames. Okay. And it also co-starred an actor named Brad Rain, who was in four Larry Cohen movies, and then his first, but his first movie was Smithereens as. The nice. love interest to listen to this band. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and it's not, I wouldn't say it's the best of um, what I've watched lately, but I just want to give a shout out to it because I think it would be of interest. A uh, movie, an obscure, uh, I guess it's kind of fallen into obscurity now, a movie called Fun from uh, 1994. It was kind of big on this in Sundance and it's based on a true crime story about. Um, two teenage girls out of boredom just stabbed an old lady to death as stars oh uh, Alicia Witt and um, Renee Humphrey, who didn't really go on to do anything else. Besides well, she was in Mallrats. Yeah, mm-hmm. but nothing after Mallrats. Right. But she's the co-lead of the movie Fun. And of note, it's directed of, by, of all people, Raphael Zielinski of... Uh, Heavy Metal Summer and National Lampoon's Last Resort and Scroobles. And oh my God, he directed that movie. That's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, that. We 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 gotta watch it then because I, <laughs> from the director of Screwballs and Heavy Metal Summer comes fun, a story of depraved teenage like insanity. Yeah, like it, it's very like mid nineties. It's got this. That you know, uh, mid '90s indie sensibility. Which, uh, it's a Canadian film as well. Which I really miss. Yeah, and it's a Canadian film starring American actors, so I always appreciate that. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of Alicia Witt, so uh, <laughs> so that's cool. That's very cool. Um, yeah, so it's been on YouTube for a while. So, but it's uh, never never had a proper DVD or Blu-ray release in North America. Uh, well, speaking bad. of Alicia Witt, I did watch uh, Doom for the first time. Oh, you mean um, uh, David Lynch's that? Yeah, yeah. 
Ah. Not the not the miniseries Dune. Not Frank Herbert's Dune, as it was called. Is that what it was called? Yes, to differentiate it. Anyway, yeah, that was uh, that was neat. I kind of I kind of dug it. I mean, it's not long enough. Um, it's got its issues, too- but it's but it's just weird. <laughs> like it's just uh, <laughs> it's just just an odd one. Even David David but Lynch. Like- mm-hmm. Kind of enjoyably weird, though. You know, all that weird yeah. stuff with the alien that comes out. and mm-hmm. I dug it. I dug the, the, I the vibe. You can just picture David Lynch being on set like, this is a disaster, but at least it's weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk about Surf Nazis Must Die. Sometime in the near future, a major earthquake will lay waste to the entire California coastline. From out of the rubble will rise a menace far more terrifying than the death and destruction. Surf Nazis. Who rules the beaches? Who rules the surfers? The beautiful beaches, once the crown jewels of California, are now ruled by ruthless gangs. Only one person is powerful enough, daring enough, brave enough to stop them. Only one person can ensure that surf Nazis must die. She's tough. I want to buy a gun. You're talking like trash, but I'm more interested in something that'll take the head off a honky at 20 paces. She's dangerous. She's all woman. She's Leroy's mama. And as long as she's alive, the surf Nazis must die. First, there was the road warrior. Then there was the Terminator. Now comes an action film of relentless excitement. Taste some of mama's home cooking. See the film that is creating a tidal wave of action all over the world. See, surf Nazis must die. All right. Um, so I'll go into a bit of a bit, a bit of background on the film. Um, it is distributed. So it is distributed by the infamous independent film studio Troma Entertainment, which has been producing and distributing independent films for 45 years now. Uh, the film uh, Troma is, of course, known for making the Toxic Avenger films, the Class of Newcomb High series. Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD, Troma's War, Tromeo and Juliet, and Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead. Um, they're also doing, currently, which is coming out, I think, well, was supposed to come out later on this year, but might be coming out next year, a adaptation of Shakespeare's The Tempest. Oh, that would be very Well, <laughs> they made Tromeo and Juliet and Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead. It won't be that highbrow. Um, the film was co-written and directed by Peter George, and in addition to Surf Nazis Must Die, he directed the film Young Goodman Brown and two episodes of the late 1990s TV show Acapulco. Based on the... No, no. An original story based, based on... the famous Nathaniel Hawthorne uh, story. <laughs> uh, what's that, that about? Is it about, like, uh, the Salem Witch Trials? Uh, it's set in that, well, like, it's all Hawthorne stuff, yeah. Um, it's set during that era. And young Goodman Brown comes to learn that uh, the village where he's grown up, uh, where he's done his, you know, catechisms and learned about religion mm-hmm. and goodness and stuff like that, and all his parents and everybody he knows, they're all a bunch of witches and, and like, they worship Satan in the woods secretly at night and stuff. Oh, that's what uh, yeah, that's exactly what that film is then. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, he actually, I thought he just, like, took the name from something highbrow and did his own thing, kind of like... Just wait for Graham Shepard's uh, Dracula coming out later on this year. Um, 
I mean, it's supposed to stand for like loss of innocence and learning mm -hmm. that, you know, your parents aren't perfect people, kind of things like that. But, but witches, come on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, he also directed two episodes of late 1990s TV show Al Acapulco. Acap I can never pronounce that word. Acapulco? 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 Yes, Heat is the show. Um, the other writer of the film was John Iyer, and this is his only credit. Um, Adolf is played by the character of Adolf, named after Adolf Hitler, is played by Barry Brenner. Um, Surf Nazis was, Must Die is his first movie, and the only movie where his character actually had a name. His other roles are... Uh, it's not surprising, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I thought he was all right. He played the role of coroner. Uh, he, he played the role of coroner in Maniac Cop, doctor in Hit List, and finally, medical examiner in Maniac Cop 2. Um, Don Wildsmith plays surf Nazi Eva, named after Eva Braun of the Nazi party. Um... In the 1980s, early 1980s, she met and married B-movie director Fred Olin Ray. They formed the production company Savage Films, and she would go on to appear in many of their productions. Her role in Surf Nazis Must Die won her a special Guilty Pleasure Award at the 1987 Cannes Film Festival. Was, was she in, was Ava Braun in the Nazi party? I thought she was just married to Hitler or whatever. Ah, you're, you're in by association. You're a member. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Wasn't everybody anyway, in Germany considered deal. a member of the party? It's like uh, by the end. I don't know. I don't know. It's been a while since high school. Yeah. Um. For 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 her performance in the movie Warlords in 1988, Joe Bob Briggs nominated her for the Drive-In Academy Award for Best Actress. She was voted Most Working Actress in Variety magazine in 1988. Between 1985 and 1991, she appeared in over 25 movies. At the height of her career in 1990, she actually stepped away from acting to focus on her surrealist art and is currently said to be touring the USA with her artwork. It is also believed that it was around this time that she and Fred Olin Ray uh, separated. Uh, her most recent credit is actually from 2019, uh, which is the film Lake of Shadows, but I don't know if she actually appeared in the movie or if it's just archival footage because there were some movies from the mid-90s that she appeared in through archival footage. Um, Gail Neely plays the role of Mama Washington in the film, who becomes the, the unlikely hero um, towards the end. She is perhaps yep. best known for portraying the character of Maureen in the Philips Milk of Magnesia commercials, uh, which is actually the longest-running commercial character in television history. Okay. She began her acting career when she was nearly 40 years old with an appearance on the TV series What's Happening Now?, uh, when she portrayed Mama Washington in Surf Nazis Must Die, she was like, I think, 42 at the time. So she's playing much okay. older than her actual age. Uh, it's her most best-known role. She would yeah, go on to... You could tell. Yeah. Uh, she would go on to appear in Earth Girls Are Easy, L.A. Law, Naked Gun Two and a Half, yeah, the, the Wayans Brothers TV series as a semi-recurring character, and her final role was in the TV show C-16 FBI in 1997. She sadly passed away in 2004 at the age of 57. Um, ah. Room Shell uh, is his name. He played Smig. Um, he's had quite the career as an actor, director, and producer. His uh, best-known role next to Surf Nazis is the 1986 from The Zero Boys, starring Kelly Maroney. Um, he would also appear in the TV series 21 Jump Street. He appeared in the movie Hard Rock Zombies. He was on the TV series The Young and the Restless. He appeared in the movies Beverly Hills Vamp, 
Teenage Exorcist, Young Goodman Brown as the title character of Goodman Brown, Dinosaur Island, and Bikini Drive, and amongst others. Some of his directing credits include Girl Followed, Deadly Exchange, A Night to Regret, When Vows Break, uh, Deadly Vengeance, Your Family or Your Life, uh, Looking for Mr. Wonderful, and Killer Cheerleader. As a producer, he's produced several Christmas television movies, seven episodes of the television series Ghost Whisperer, uh, starring Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, and he produced some I movie- that show. Damn. Yeah, he produced the movie Zombie Hamlet, which I don't know, and some other stuff. Michael Saunier plays Mengele. In addition to acting, he's written several films, including Jackie Kong's Blood Diner from 1987. He appeared in many Fred Owen Ray productions, including Prison, Prison Ship, Sorority Babes, and the Slime Ball Bolorama, one of my favorites. Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, Nightmare Sisters, and The Phantom Empire. He also appeared in the films... Uh, oh, sorry, discussed, Nightmare Sisters is not a Fred Olin Ray film. It's a David Dakota film. He also appeared in the film uh, films Disgusting Spaceworms Eat Everybody, Breakfast of Aliens, and Dorm of the Dead. He apparently tried to start a career in pornography, but it didn't take. So he mm. went back to appearing in extremely low-budget genre films. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's on the cast. Um, so guys, do you want to, I know. Uh, oh, I do want to point out Ted Pryor appears in this movie. Ted Pryor of killer workout fame and deadly prey fame director, uh, or sorry, brother of director David Pryor, who directed Sledgehammer, the first shot on video horror movie ever. Um, and he also directed killer workout, deadly prey, the man killers, um, Deadliest Prey as well in 2013 and a bunch of others. Um, there's a couple connections. Some of the like background talent in the film, like I think the actress that is credited as Smeg's Girl in Pink also appeared in Killer Workout. Um, that actress is... What is her name? Not important. Smeg's Girl in Pink appears in uh, Killer Workout. There's one credit that I love in this movie. It's uh, so Andrew Sands is the, is the actor's name, and he portrays guy who has his surfboard stolen and then looks into the camera. So you can tell they were not they were not yeah. thrilled with um they were they were uh were definitely not thrilled with that guy looking into the camera because this was a very low budget. Oh. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to. Okay. No, no, no. It was, it was definitely not not supposed to. That's 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 pretty funny then. <laughs> Yeah, that's why his credit was guy who has a surfboard stolen and then looks directly. You'd imagine he was at the premiere too, like. What? I wasn't <laughs> supposed to look into the camera. What's it there for then? Um, I don't know why he sounded like he was from the Finger Lakes. Um, all right, so Phil, start us off with Surf Nazis right. Must Die. All right, you get like a big info dump at the beginning of the movie somewhere in the near future. That's the thing. This movie takes place in my favorite time period, the near future. <laughs> so uh, an earthquake has ravaged uh, an area what I assume is California. Robbery is rampant. Uh, there's big turf war on Power Beach. Mm-hmm. And the surf Nazis are uh, laying claim to the land, uh, wreaking havoc and... Uh, what are they trying to rename Power Beach? I'm trying to toy draw on a point. New Beach? New Beach, yes. Which, okay. 
Well, that's in, that's in line with the with the Nazis renaming everything and trying to, to start from yeah. zero. Okay, I see. Yeah, that was their whole thing. But I, I don't, like, it's also one of those things Any- where when they announced, like, we must take over the beach, I'm like, why? It looks like a pretty crappy beach. It's not. Yeah, and, and again, they're able to take over the beach because there's six of them. Six guys. Compared to three guys in, in the other gang and three guys in the other gang. They've got a lot, of, they apparently have a lot of time on their hands to craft uh, some elaborate weaponry. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, is it Mengele that keeps producing hooks for the character known as Hook? Yes. Yeah, dog shit hooks. They look awful. <laughs> um, except for the one that's an actual hook. And the rest are yeah, just like... It looks like cardboard painted silver. Exactly. Yeah, the, the first thing you see in the movie, I think, is the Nazi children, which I guess is supposed to be kind of a shocking Ooh. image. But these just look like mm-hmm. punk rock children with like swastikas. On their faces, painted on their cheeks. Yeah. Uh, we should also. Yeah, they could out. be Sex Pistols fans. Circus. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they could be. I know. Back during that unfortunate time, but um, yeah. the one thing to point out though is apparently with the the, the Hitler Youth, or as they're later known, the Earth Surfers, because they ride the waves of the land. Um, oh, I love that! I love that because they're a skateboard gang, basically. Um, so, like, occasionally, I wrote it down somewhere. from shot to shot, their swastikas would would change direction because they shot it over a couple different days. And of course, when a swastika switches direction, it goes from being the Nazi swastika to being the Buddhist symbol for peace. Of course, so, nobody knows that. Like, I, no, I don't, I'm like, oh no, hey, hey guys, calm down. It's the Buddhist symbol for peace yeah. over here. They're, they're, all, they're all right. Those, those Hitler youth are all right. But no, it's like on Bathurst, there's the, uh, the Buddhist temple uh, just south of Dundas. And I would walk past there when I used to live in the neighborhood and they had like swastikas on the outside. Like, Purposely, they're like in the stonework, probably. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and you're just like, oh, I think there's something wrong with this. But the uh, but the Buddhists were just like, oh no, you got it all wrong. I'm like, I, I don't know. Let me, I don't know. I mean, in their in 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 the defense, they were using the symbol for much, 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 much yeah, longer. Yeah, they they used it first, but but you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like the sweater vest. Like once that douchebag on Dawson's Creek wears it, never again. Never again. No. Yeah, like you got to throw away your Fred Perry shirts because of uh, the Proud Boys. I know. Oh my God, the Fred Perry shirt shirts and the the khaki shorts are just done, over with. They're done. Yeah. Uh. So what? Uh, you can't wear New Balance shoes anymore. Why can't we wear New Balance shoes? They, they got popular with the all right at some point. They did yeah. at some point. Yeah. Those are comfortable shoes, though. I know. Yeah. Those are the, uh, the Kawhi shoes. Yeah. Well, I'll just have to stick with my Chuck Taylors forever then. So it's the future. So we learned that, like, the, the, uh, it starts off with the chant of, like, who rules the beaches? The surfers. And who rules the surfers? The surf Nazis. And here we are. Surf Nazis Man. must die. So I also should point out that the, when Troma picked up the movie, they had to change the title because the original title of the film was just Surf Nazis. And people yeah. that it was a little pro-Nazi. Even when you look at the 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 poster, and it's like surf Nazis must die. Like it's it's a very little must die added. And, <laughs> and the founders of uh, of Troma are both Jewish. So they're like, you can't just call a movie surf Nazis. Like it's got to be surf Nazis must die. Yeah, sorry to go off on a tangent. One of the movies I watched recently was The Wild Angels, the Roger Corman movie. Oh, yeah. And, and the Hell's Angels, a 
because they are neo-nazis and like you know like wild angels like there's like the swastika as part of the logo and yeah they're basically anti-heroes in a way it's weird how we got a little comfortable with that for a while in the late 60s. Yeah. Well, I think it's just the whole peace and love. Just do whatever you need to, man. Um, yeah, I, I think it was the freedom freedom and liberty theme. Yeah. And that, that I think was the main message. And oh. that is, you know, sort of part and parcel of the 60s counterculture. But... Exactly. It just hits uh, a different way nowadays. But we all know that the 60s counterculture was secretly owned by the people that became the yuppies and the yep. people that control the government now. But uh, Yeah, they do. But, uh, oh, I wanted to point out, so uh, back to Bloodsucking Freaks, the movie I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, the, the director uh, was asked, like, so how did you cast? Because, n- like, every woman in the movie is naked. Um, where'd you, what'd you do? He's like, well, people think like I just cast porn stars, but I really just put up an advertisement at uh, Columbia University in uh, in New York City, and everyone kind of signed up for it. And they were like, "Well, how did that? How did that happen? How did you just get women to sign up?" He's like, "It was the sexual revolution, man. Like, like you could just convince a woman to take her clothes off by saying it would, you know, save the world somehow." And that's what he did. Dang, I know, horrible times. Um, so back to Surf Nazis Must Die. By the way, I gotta say the soundtrack in this movie is great. That like that that pulsating like synth over the. Opening. I will yes. I would like to point out true. There's some killer music on this soundtrack. I'll, I will second that. Yeah, I think I saw at Sonic Boom in Toronto the soundtrack on vinyl. So I might uh, when this whole thing is over, I might try and go down and, and see if I can snag it because it is a great soundtrack. Um, you can get it online. They're yeah. online. We can maybe order it online from them. That, that's true. Sound Boom is doing deliveries now. Um, yeah. But uh, so then we're introduced to the world in which they live, where there are the different surf gangs. And I think I wrote most. Of, I try to get their real names. I, but I got I them down here. Oh, you got them. So read them off. Yeah, I got them bit. down. Or the so surf gangs. We, we've got the surf Nazis, which are Adolf, uh, Eva, Mengele, Hook, Brutus, and Smeg. No Nazi, Brutus, and Smeg. I like Snake. I don't know why. Yeah, it's kind of like, like, like dirt punk name or something like that. I'm Smeg. Well, it's also funny because his name's actually Greg. Yeah, Gregory. Everybody really called Smeg. What is uh, Adolf's real name too? It's like Jimmy Johns or it's something like, like that. It's like Johnson or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or Jimmy Johnson or. Oh, I love how the mom is like, "Are you hanging out with that Richard Johnson? Is that what he's calling himself now?" Oh, come on, Greg. It's Smeg, mom. Um, so then we've got the other gang, uh, which is hilarious, the, the Pipeliners, and they yeah, just the, wear, like, black tank tops with, like, paint splatter on them, and that's so, their kind of so that's defining feature. Yeah, yeah, I, I initially wrote them down as, like, weird <laughs> electro, electro gang, because I thought they were, like... Um, that, that contains, uh, Ariel, Max, and Teeth. Ooh. What gang And then, did- uh, oh, the first guy's... Sorry, go ahead. What gang did Blow belong to? Yes, that's the designer waves. Um, they they roll up in a, a convertible. They they pop on the shades and then they uh, kind of ride around on the skateboards too. Yeah, they're the preppy gang. Yeah, yeah, curl, blow, and dry. Nice. Um, and then we've got the samurai surfers who uh, who have uh, Japanese flags and kind of insignia, but nevertheless are named Wang, Yin, and Yang. Strange. 
Mm -hmm. um, and then we've got the biker bar, which is just wheels and wheels as lady. And then like a dominatrix. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the skate rats with a uh, jet and lizard lady. And then just the little, little skate rats who kind of uh, run around. And then of course the Nazi youth who we sort of meet as well. I think the skate rats are the, are the, uh, the Nazi youth. I think that's the evolution from skate rat to, uh, to earth surfer. I think they're kind of, well, <laughs> yeah. Did they really do this movie? It's hard to tell. Mm -hmm. I think there's different factions of youth brigades. I think there's the Nazi youth specifically, and then there's like the skater rats who are just kind of lost youth who kind of look out on the streets. But mm -hmm. it's the Earth Surfers Riders of the Hard Wave. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So uh, I think we're also introduced around this time to Leroy Washington and his mother, Mama Washington. They're, they're forced out of their house because of the earthquakes. Exactly. And so Leroy works at a, uh, an oil uh, derrick, which is right next to the beach, which it's interesting to note, like, in places that produce oil, you will just see random, like, oil derricks in people's backyards and stuff. Um, uh, mm -hmm. And uh, he's, mov he's moving his mother into a long term. Like high water. Exactly. Um, or I was even going to say, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, it, it's, there's one like at the back of the drive-in that Brad Pitt lives in. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so Mama Washington is being moved into a long-term care facility where they put Valium in the coffee and Percocets in the eggs. So it's a, a very sedated thing and she instantly starts causing problems. She she, to... she goes yeah she's all junior soprano pretty much right away she's setting up card games and stuff mm -hmm. smoking cigarillos um, <laughs> she's doing her own pruning as well yeah no she's uh, she's 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 a keeper she's one for the books um, and not someone that I was expecting to, be, to become the hero of this this movie uh, I kind of was yeah yeah you kind of you telegraph it really early on. Yeah, it's like, well, what's what's going to happen here? I mean, why is why are we paying attention to her at all and not her son? I guess because her son's probably going to get killed and then she's going to go on a revenge mission. And of course, that is what happens. Cause, yeah, because in a normal movie, it would be that the surf Nazis shoot up the or blow up the long term care home and then he has to go and take revenge. But this movie twists it around. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the surf Nazis call a meeting like pretty early on, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So we, we meet all the uh, the gangs who are who are pretty like all the gangs are pretty shitty, but the surf Nazis are like the shittiest. Well, they are like, like they like dress like they've just raided a discount like costume shop, but it was already raided, so they could just you know pick up like, what was left over. Like like they were. Don't they literally do this? Well, the cape and, like, that they, Adolf wears they is come fairly... up short at some. Oh, sorry, I was going to say the cape that Adolf wears is clearly plastic. I was like, oh, he's putting on like a, a, a child's Dracula costume. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what's the purpose of this meeting? Like, it's, it's to unite the gangs, but basically... Yeah, what it looks like. But, but the surf Nazis are basically just saying, like, join us because we're going to have German warships off the coast of California in a month or something. Like, they're clearly out of their minds. Yeah, they're just like, they, they sort of claim superiority and uh, you can all just uh, pledge your allegiance to us and like the uh, the pipeliners don't like this shit. Well, don't they call uh, them krauts as well? 
Yeah, I don't know. None of them are German. But, yeah. I, I do like the fact that the other gangs just call them Krauts. Well, the, the biker guy hurls a, uh, a homophobic slur over at uh, Adolf. Yeah. Well, no, he's like, uh, well, to Eva, he's like, like hey, where, when's your, you know, homo slur boyfriend showing up? Is he referring to Mengele? That's his kind of one defining character trait, the biker guy. We don't see him a lot. No. Sorry? Her boyfriend is uh, Adolf. Oh, right. Oh, I thought, I thought that he was saying that to Adolf. I, yeah, I couldn't cause, remember. Because Wheels strikes it at uh, Ava. It's like, hey, where's your... Yeah, yeah. And he is, to be fair. He seems like, I don't know, he's a performer. He's uh... <laughs> just the way the actor moves around, kind of, you know? He's got that... It's almost like he's leaning into that, like he's trying to telegraph to the uh, audience that, hey, maybe uh, this guy really is gay or something like that. Like the actor's trying to do that. Okay, sure. Um, and then, so, so do the gang, I can't really recall, do the gangs agree to their terms out of fear? Or, because like, I know like pretty early on, the pipeliners like don't want to deal with them. The samurai is trying to do. step on their turf. Yeah. Because they're overmatched. There's, there's, there's three six, guys in the, uh, there's six there's of those guys. guys. The there's three guys in the pipeliners. There's three guys in the, uh, friggin' blow dryers or whatever they're called. <laughs> blow dryers? The the designer waves. Yeah, yeah, that that's it. They the, can't match the six members of the uh, the surf Nazis. They're 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 doomed. And the bikers well, don't know. Who vocally protests and he gets an arrow shot at it near his head. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Brutus yeah. has a has a uh, harpoon gun. So they're outnumbered. Yeah. yeah. But if all the other gangs teamed up, they could totally just. They Snapping can't do down. that, Graham. They can't do that. They fell prey to that classic. Even when they do, like, kind of, yeah, even when they do, like, kind of rise up against the surf Nazis, they do so one at a time. It <laughs> <laughs> fell to that classic movie trope. If we only attack them one at a time, we'll wear them down, and then we'll win. Why don't we just all attack them at once and win? No, no, no. One at a time. And we're back. Sorry about that, folks. We, uh, my internet connection fell off a cliff, so I had to restart everything. But we're back. So we've met the gangs. Um, we've met Mama Washington and her son, Leroy Washington. And um, we started off with some excellent surfing footage. Uh, by the way, this film, despite being very low budget, had some decent surfing footage. I, I, see, I say the opposite. I say this is some of the yeah. least interesting surfing footage ever. It's just like, it's just there to suck time. It's, it's also, like, I guess they're surfing. There's so much padding in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's only it's like, like oh, an 80-minute guess... movie with credits, and it's like half an hour is just stock surfing footage. Yeah, stock surfing footage of unidentifiable characters. Sur- no, they were... They I, were I know, I know, but it's... It, it they, looks they didn't... like stock surfing footage. It was Brutus and the surf Nazi. No, they were totally identifiable. They were... Barely... Mm-hmm. And they're not doing anything interesting. They're like, oh, he's going, he's going in a wave. There's like one good shot <laughs> of them surfing. Well, yeah, they actually get the shot through the through the, um, the 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 curl of the wave. Yeah, they manage that once. Do you know how hard? I think they were using it a couple times. Do you know how hard it is to do surfing footage? Well, then don't take on the challenge of doing a surf Nazi movie if you this can. was this was before right? Point Break. You got to remember that before <laughs> Point Break. Without this movie, there would be no Point Break. Like the 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 fights at the water's edge, like around the uh, the end point or the midpoint. Like I was like, this is totally this is what inspired Point Break. 
Yeah, Catherine Bigelow was studying uh, Surf Nazis. Must exactly. Die. She read Janet Masklin's like incredible review and was like, I got to see this movie. Oh my God. They're surfing and they're fighting. How I can bet I you the Elvis surfing movie had better surfing. <laughs> no. The actual, everyone in this movie actually surfed who was, who was surfing. The I don't think Elvis had, surfed. <laughs> not in the way he surfed in. <laughs> In uh, Rockahula Baby or whatever the movie was. Or like Batman and Joker surfing. Oh my god! <laughs> Is that the one where, where they wore their? That's their... the movie. That I think that's Batman the movie. Batman the movie. Yeah. Isn't that where they wear, wore their shorts outside of their costumes, like the trunks? Yeah. 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 Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, those Batman movies. So speaking of costumes, the surf Nazis just have like these the the, the wetsuits that they have crudely. Spray painted on swastikas, like not even well done. And then the hook guy is like a I don't know a clockwork orange wannabe with his bowler hat and his mm-hmm. white. He's the he was the most annoying character I think. I didn't like him. Well, at all. I think Hook and Brutus were the two real surfers in the Surf Nazis because they were the two that were surfing. Uh, Brutus, who had the shaved chest but looked like a creepy like Brecken Meyer type, a ripped Brecken Meyer. It'll work. Yeah, like smooth ripped. Your <laughs> yeah yeah like, there's a lot of meandering in this movie like the because the surf nazis they kind of just muddle around and cause general like disarray i was gonna say general havoc but it's not really havoc um because they don't really start killing people until the other gangs take up arms against them um they get into a fight with the samurai surfers who are like they're on our turf what are they doing here and um yeah, but it's mostly just like saber rattling type stuff mm-hmm. They try and steal a purse from an old lady who's just lying on the beach, and Leroy stops them. And that's when, and uh, uh, from one of the, the one of the Hitler youth steals well, a purse. Well, we established that um, I guess Adolf or whatever he's getting tributes from everybody, from all right. the gangs. Are, like they're filling a trash can with like whatever they can valuables they can find. They're stealing from you know people who are on the beach. Tapes, books, cameras, boomboxes, mm-hmm. watermelons. Sports Walkmans. Yeah. Yep. I want one of those Sports Walkmans. But, um... I think I still have one kicking around. Sick. And yeah, they've got, like... Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be cool to have, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Mengele, who's, like, their... I don't know, their scientist guy? Their idea guy, I think. He's got very... I don't know if I said this, but very much, uh, like, uh, Matt Lillard and Scream kind of energy to him. <laughs> Didn't pick up on that, but that that's about right. Um... So I think the real turning point of the movie is one of the Hitler youth, like we were saying, steals a purse from the old lady. And he says something weird, like, why don't you share your gold or something, which I think is an allusion to how the, the, some slo- Nazi slogan in, uh, in Germany just before World War II break out about why the Jew- Jews hoarded the gold or something. I don't know. That's a little obscure, but okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. All right. Fair enough. Um, and, uh, Leroy stops him, and this draws the ire of Adolf, who Adolf said, like, oh, the boy was just messing around, but I am Adolf. You know, just walk, and he's walking around with a swastika on his chest like it's no big deal. And Leroy's just kind of, like, looking at him being like, you know you've got a swastika on your chest, right? And Adolf is it's like... It's not hey. even, like, yeah, it's, it's like on your smock or whatever the hell he's wearing, his, his weird costume get up. weird bad cape, Yeah. <laughs> There's a oh, swastika I, on your Halloween costume. I totally forgot to point out. So Adolf is clearly a fan of using uh, illustrative props. So when he has the meeting with the gang, he brings up 
what are we, oh, and the gang's like, what are we here to meet? The gang's like, what are we here to meet for? And he holds up this bag and he's like, sand. And he stabs it with a knife and lets it dry. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot like, about that. I know. It's like, he, he's like, we're here for sand. And then he like cuts open the bag to show the sand. He's like, we own it. It'd be now. fun if he like, then he starts his PowerPoint presentation. It was very drawn out that, that scene. Mm-hmm. It's like all the sand's coming out of the bag. Yeah, they got to let it all happen. Um, to put out those 80 minutes. And so after Leroy gets killed, his mother just goes and intimidates Smeg, and Smeg refuses to, and she also burns the surfboards of the surf Nazis. So they think they're under attack, so they start going off and setting fires and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I guess Smeg is, he's, he's, uh, he's already been in trouble with his mom. I don't know if we discussed that. Like his mom is like, you shouldn't be hanging out with those. Yeah, we did kind of discuss A that. A little bit, but not real. But the mom right, is, is played his by... His mom looks... Who looks like your typical kind of like TV's mom, but like mm-hmm. injected with like some Heather Locklear kind of uh, gene or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, she was a scream queen at the time. I think her name is like Bobby Brisby or something. Yeah, that sounds about right. And uh, she, uh, I think she was in some Fred Olin Ray movies as well. I think she's only like five years older than the, the surf Nazis in this movie, including Smeg, who's playing her son. But um, <laughs> the opening credit, she's just billed as Smeg's mom. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Smeg's mom, but no, her actual name is is Bobby Bursby or something. Um, but uh, yeah, so she's he's in trouble with her, and then um, when Smeg is talking to the two girls who are credited as Smeg's girl in white and Smeg's girl in pink, that's when Mama. Well, he's all just like he's bragging about the gang too. He's all like, "Oh, we're you know we run this beach. We're the coolest gang. You guys got to get with us." Is this after like he, he purrs on Adolf and Ava getting it on? Oh, I totally forgot about that. Man, that was weird. That was yeah, that, weird, man. <laughs> that weird... On it's in her with, like, surfing footage as yes. well. Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, I think... Uh, um, Adolf... It's like a 10-minute... Like well, no, maybe. It's long. Five, it's long. It's, it's five not minute, short. Five-minute, 10-minute sequence. Drags on, completely passionless, while Smeg watches Ava and... Leers, kind of. I guess maybe masturbates. It's hard to tell. He gets it, yeah. He watches them. He watches them get it on, and then he brags to. And by the way, he's also wearing like some local hardware store's T-shirt. Like he's, it's interesting how the 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 wardrobe for this film veers from like Halloween shop to local business supplied this T-shirt. Um, whatever they could get. Yeah, and so Smeg is um, is local bragging, hardware store product placement. Yeah, is uh, bragging to. We should also point out that the Serb Nazis. I've taken money from the Hells Angels gang, and they've also collected money from the local shop owner that apparently sells everything from, like, tuna fish to guns and grenades, apparently. Yeah, Sly, I think, is his name. We do spend a lot of time with the biker gang as well, and almost to no purpose, because nothing it doesn't happens go anywhere. to them no. at all. No, we just... <laughs> and saying we spend a lot of time with them is, like, we spend, like, 10 minutes with them at the start of the movie. And then they just disappear. They don't even play a role in the all-out gang assault on, on the. Surf. Well, and here's the thing. I thought that they'd kind of set it up. I don't spoiling. I guess a little bit. But um, when um, Eleanor uh, she she does an attack on him. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mama Washington does an attack on them, but she gets away on a motorbike, and they're like, "Oh, it's it's one of those bikers." So I thought that they were gonna think that it was the bikers, but no, they just follow the bike and find her right away. There's nothing to do with the biker gang again. No. 
nope, she just mama watching and just stole one of the the biker gang's motorcycles. Um, and they so figure that out, no problem. Mm-hmm. So Smeg disappears and the boards burn, and Mama Washington born, burns the surf Nazi surfboards. And so at this, the surf Nazi. Well, we don't gone. find that out till later, but yeah. I know, but but they, but their surfboards are burned, and then they basically go on a on a rampage. And there's real shots of a real fire here, so I'm guessing that the director and um, uh, Don, uh, who plays. Uh, Ava, Don, what's her last name? It's like Wild Style or something. Don Wildsmith. Um, like we're out and they just filmed this actual fire happening with her in the foreground. So it's it's interesting how they were able to incorporate twice real footage of real fires. One to simulate the er- simulate the earthquake that rips open the California coastline, and the other one to simulate the um, Nazis going berserk on everybody. And this is when they start picking off the gangs. Well, actually. actually the gangs attempt to attack them and fall one by one. So and then they, there's these like middle-aged fishermen who are just kind of hanging around too. I don't know if they're a gang, but it'd be awesome if that's like the natural like outcome of what the gangs become. Like you all wind up like us, semi-retired fishermen, fishing and eating wieners on the beach. Um, <laughs> uh, so which 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 gang fights the surf Nazis first? I think it's the um, uh, the samurai surfers. I think yeah. they come in first. So that's the one where they have the fight on the water, or like on the um, on the what we call it the the beach, right? Kind of that was kind of like the inspiration for the end fight between Keanu Reeves and uh, and Patrick Swayze in Point Break. Was the inspiration? I think so. Yeah, it does happen on the beach. Uh, I think even the um, oh Christ, what were they called? The, uh, the designer waves kind of also fight them around the same time. Yeah, but I think it's like... fight off both gangs, sort of. Because I think it's like the... It's the not samurai. coordinated. They just... Just one after the other. Like, oh, crap, yeah. the samurai's failed. Let's get them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the... So, like, the samurais go down. The dream waves go down. And then it's and the... the pipeliners who used to run things, according to dialogue in the movie... Yeah, I don't see how though, because they're just a bunch of knobs. Just three, three like guys in their thirties. <laughs> it's like us if we were a surf gang. <laughs> um, they actually, they actually strike a blow though, because one of them is able to blind Brutus by throwing like bleach or acid in his eye. Right. So they, they, yeah, they attack them when I think Brutus goes to get like everybody a beer or something from their fridge that's not plugged in. Mm-hmm. It's very bizarre. By the way, I like the the subtle fact that the hangout that the surf Nazis hung out at was called the bunker a little reference to uh to ah back Hitler's in the bunker? yeah it's got it's got some uh well i tried to write down some of the graffiti but not all of it was good it's there's just, so much graffiti in there like, it's hard to make out what some of it is yeah because a lot of it is just like sucks or yeah. uh heroin or there's or a very elaborate like penis uh yeah uh there's some yeah, there's some racial slurs, obviously, because they're Nazis, so you got to establish that. But then those be like, bitches, soul, raped, and demonic. And like, okay. Yeah, but I tried reading favorite, that, and I couldn't figure it out. My favorite is, uh, like, it's just written on the wall, is uh, written, fuck this shit, which is kind of like a universal sentiment, not just, you know. So, uh, yeah, so the, um, the pipeliners, they blind Brutus, they, and then who's next to the fight? I think, but then... The surf Nazis know they're there and attack them while they're still hiding. Like they did the whole thing like, okay, guys, good work. Now let's wait five more minutes before we finish them off. 
And and uh, Hook is able to do this thing where he garrets one of them using a necklace with his teeth clenched at one end, which is pretty much impossible. I know. It was like weird. Slices it's very weird. The guy's skin. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very bizarre. I don't understand how it worked, but it did. Then that's it for the other surf gangs. The surf Nazis have won the beach. Um, when does Smeg... So Smeg is like tucked in... Smeg's out of it. Oh, right. Oh. Smeg, no, Smeg is going to warn them that Mama Washington is coming. But his and he's mother, stymied by his mom. Yeah, because he, he like, you know, she tucks him in for the night because apparently he's just a teenager. And then he goes to sneak out. He writes a letter saying, like, you guys don't know what's coming. And then he goes to, to sneak out. But she's outside, his mother is outside the window. And that foils Smeg. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. That's it for him. <laughs> that's yeah. his story. Well, he's, she's right. outside of a flashlight. Yeah. Yeah. I got to put bars on these windows. <laughs> If only the rest of the surf ma- Nazis' mothers were like present, then, then they would have been fine. Did we mention that um, Mama Washington went to slide the pawn shop owner and got tooled no, up? We didn't. That's that's when um, when she goes to like get some get a gun and she gets some grenades. I think she gets some grenades. Yeah. 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 Which leads to I gotta say it's a really cool sequence when like after the surf Nazis think they've won, they're all sleeping and then you don't see who does it but you can see grenades rolling down into the bunker and yeah. they kill Mengele, I think, and they kill Hook as well. And they definitely kill Hook and uh, yeah. Mengele is injured. Oh, we forgot about um, when Brutus is blinded oh, right. and then Adolf comes in and he's like, Brutus, you're useless to me now. And he stabs him with a, one of those harpoons. Yes, because he's inferior now. <laughs> Which is interesting. They... Um, uh, on the television show... It's like, buddy, this is you've got like five gang members. You you actually do but kind of... ideology it. comes first. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know if you've ever seen... Have you guys watched the show um, The Man... The Nazis were ableist, kid. Yeah, this is very, true. This is true. No, but that's... that's one that's, of their many uh, sins. One of the key plot points in the series, The Man in the High Castle, is like the, uh, the Reich Marshal for... Uh, which is basically the highest German, the highest Nazi officer in North America. His son has a degenerative disease. I think it's like, uh, not Parkinson's, but something. And he's basically has to fight to cover it up and then realizes that he might not be as in, in tune with the, the Nazi ideology as he thinks he is because he, he should just want his son to, uh, to, to not suffer the indignity of being an invalid. Um, and then it gets depressing because his son finds out about this and he surrenders himself to be put to death because he's going to be grow up to be disabled and it uh, crushes his family. Damn. Yeah. Um, and the high castle was a good show up until they decided we're going to go to parallel <coughs> dimensions as opposed to just exploring what would have yes. happened if the Nazis won world war two. It's like, <coughs> we're going to go to other dimensions where the Nazis they, didn't win. Whenever they do that, it's really annoying. I, do you remember the, what was the show called? Uh, oh, Damn. This is not going to be a good fringe. Gag. Fringe. Fringe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, the uh, uh, cliffhanger. There's another dimension, mm-hmm. and that was it for me in that show. So, so yeah. So Mama <laughs> Washington launches an assault on the surf Nazis bunker. It's really cool how she like just rolls the grenades down. They all blow up, and then does she take off? These are toy grenades. Yeah, but they. But it's it's in the reality. Again. HD ruins movies. Let's just be honest. Like the fact. That oh yeah, when they were when they were stitching. Uh, I guess um, what's his face? Uh, Adolf gets wounded by one of the yeah. uh, one of the gangs. 
mm-hmm. uh, and there, she's stitching them up. Man, the, it looks so bad. Just the um, makeup, I guess, is what you'd call that. Yeah, in HD, these guys weren't thinking about it when they made this back in 1986. So, somebody decided this movie needs a 4K restoration. I know, which luckily I think the the North American distributor, Troma, has not released a Blu-ray version of it. Um, It's only available on DVD in North America. But uh, there's a German Blu-ray for some reason. I'm sure the Germans really appreciated Surf Nazis Must Die. Um, (laughs) It's gone over really well. But, I can um, imagine they're pretty. They're pretty cool about that. I hear yeah. they're pretty. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, they love to laugh at their uh, at their foibles. <laughs> Remember when we almost ruined the world? Um, but uh, but so this is the beginning of, of Mama Washington's assault. Mama Washington then hops on a motorcycle. We didn't see the scene where she steals the motorcycle, so no, we don't know how she got it. this. I guess uh, that was probably filmed. But they or they just ran out of time and money. And yeah. so she's riding away laughing like a maniac. And I love it where she, like, all of a sudden I'm like, she's, I'm like, why is she riding a motorcycle? She's just like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Wearing sunglasses, her head cocked back. And the they, actress is having a good time, you can tell. Yeah, and they chase her down in their Nazi van. They chase her back to the... Yeah, they're, they're kind of cool. They're, well, not kind of cool Nazi van. What is it? it, it it's a dog shit Nazi van. And it's got an ugly, like... <laughs> Bin at the top that doesn't even look. Yeah, good. well, it, it's it's like a cargo van or, or something. It looks like Flipper's tour van, but with swastikas. Yeah, the swastikas, yeah. and then it's got like the the teeth at the front, like yeah. the painted on, you know, uh, fangs and shit. Yeah, that's basically what we Flipper the band Flipper's tour yeah. van looked like. Ah. He, Josh Darn child abductors ruined bands for everybody. Yes. Yeah, because I would love to have like a, a 70s style van to drive around in and solve mysteries. But I think you yeah. still could. Yeah. Scooby Scooby gang, yeah. Just paint just gotta... But I want to make sure that on the side of it is a is a woman in an iron bikini riding a unicorn holding a big sword <laughs> with a rainbow behind her fighting a dragon. Wow. Very specific. Yeah. Or just death from above painted beside it. Painted on the side of it. Not in reference to the band, just just the motto. <laughs> <laughs> death from above 1978 yes. yeah I was going to say 19, death from above so homage to the record label death from above yeah um, so the surf Nazis follow her back to the long term care home where she runs in the head nurse who's like been trying to like shut down all of her funds since she arrived there we, we didn't really discuss the head nurse but she's not that interesting of a character no it's just she's a, just a, she's a grump she's supposed to be like I don't know Mm-hmm. Like a light version of I don't, I don't even know. Nurse you would call her nurse no. Mm-hmm. So she's just like you know positive. She speaks too loud because she thinks old people are deaf, and she has to be like so loud. I can hear just fine, honey. That kind. Of, she's so mm-hmm. she's that kind she, of she's really condescending. Yeah. Yes. And she's so, frustrated that she can't placate uh, Mama Washington. No. So Phil, where do we go from there? Uh, well, the Nazis bust in and this is when i think mama washington produces the gun she gets has a luger of all guns yeah so it's and a, she starts firing and the nazis are like oh we're outmatched oh crap gun run <laughs> well because the reason why they we should point out that the reason why they're able to gain such prominence on the beach of sleeping in an abandoned cement area is that the police apparently don't exist anymore now since the earthquake 
Yeah. Like only in LA? I, I don't, or whatever section of California they happen to be in. I assume yeah. it's LA. Somewhere in the fu- near future. And so I wonder where this was filmed because it kind of looks East Coast to me a little bit. Maybe Atlantic City. It's probably like on like Rockaway Beach or something. Yeah. Although, you know what? I realize now the Projection Booth podcast did a whole episode about this. I'm pretty sure they probably know, like, have way more details than we do. But they're not as fun as we are. And their episodes are four hours long. We're Um, lovable. Yeah. Damn it. Um, So, uh, basically, now the Nazis hop. They do an old switcheroo. The Nazis hop on the motorcycle. Mama Cass hops into the van. And they chase them back to the beach, which is apparently where the Nazis can escape via surfing. Via surfing. They've got the power of surf. Mama mm-hmm. Washington can't do that. Although apparently these are the only two actors that can't surf. So they suck. Ava, so Ava and Adam. They're just paddling on a surfboard. That's all they can do. Yeah. So they we, pad- we see a lot of paddling, by the way, in this, in this movie. There's, there's too much paddling for my taste. Yeah, it's all in the scene. So um, apparently they can paddle faster than a speedboat. Uh, yeah, that it, we'll get to that. Um, so they pass two. The Ava and Adolf pass by two blonde doofuses. This is where the guy looks into the camera, just standing there holding surfboards. So they grab the surfboards, and I love how I think Ava does it first, where she comes by, grabs the surfboard, and bonks the guy in the head, and he falls down. Then his friend is like, "Hey!" And then Adolf comes by, grabs the surfboard, bonks him on the head, and he falls down. And yep. then Mama Washington runs by and is like, did two surf Nazis just steal your surfboards? And they were like, yeah. And then she's like, where do they go? And they point to the water. And so she follows them. And so they start paddling out to sea. And that's when Mama Washington, I keep wanting to call her Mama Cass for some reason. (laughs) Um, But Mama Washington spots two fishermen who are about to like sail out into the bay to go fishing. And she hijacks one of them in their speedboat to chase down the surf Nazis. She's got a lot of sass at this point. Her sass has been steadily increasing as the movie yeah, goes. Yeah, it's, like it's like a Venn diagram that goes straight up. She's um, peak sass at this point. She's like, well, today's your lucky day there, white bread. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> stealing the boat. Yeah. Uh, they run over Ava and decapitate her. This is actually pretty cool. This is yeah. my favorite part of the movie, is this was actually kind of cool, the way they run over Ava and decapitate her. Mm-hmm. It looked sort sort of not real, but well, cool. it was it was quick enough. That's that's the issue. Like if you have a bad effect, just don't show it that much. Like show it a little bit, which is yeah. kind of the, the trauma thing. Like in the Toxic Avenger, when they crush a kid's head under the wheel of a car, it's it's a melon in a wig, but they just show it briefly for one second, and you're like, oh my god, and there yeah, you go. Pretty gross, yeah. Or in uh, and here it's just a severed head in water. Yeah, so it's just like a bonk over. Looks really good. I was gonna say it also. The severed head looked good too for a uh, for this. Again, yeah. briefly. Only show it a little bit because if you show a severed head too much. And it's in water. It's like submerged a little too, but it, exactly. it looked good even in this 4K restoration. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Phil, how does Mama Mama Washington get uh, Adolf in the end? Well, I Adolf shoots the bow speedboat driver and he uh, hits him with a knife. Yeah, he hits him with a knife. And none of them have guns. And mm-hmm. she loses uh, Adolf, but uh, Adolf manages to board the speedboat from the back. And uh, I forget what her line is. I've got it written down. Don't know. worry. <laughs> What's the line, Kit? It's a little much, really. But uh, here's some of Mama's home cooking, Adolf. And then she shoots him in the face. 
Oh, well, uh, I think she puts like the gun in his mouth. And yeah. Throws out the gun to his head. Oh, and right. then her brains are all over her face and stuff. Yeah. And she laughs at this, right? And then she yeah. looks wistfully off into the like, hmm. This has been a hard week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> kind then, of like off into the horizon, and then credits. Well, no, she rides the motorcycle again. Oh, and she's that's laughing right. right in the motorcycle, like ha 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 ha. I forgot I about this. Killed all those surf Nazis, and uh, and yeah, and that's credits. So that was Surf yep. Nazis Must Die. I'm glad that I think this episode might not be longer than the movie itself, like our past few episodes have been. I can't imagine us talking about this movie that long. I know. I wanted there. I wanted it to be a little light. I wanted to watch something a there's little not, lighter. There's not very much substance here, to be honest with you. I, if it's I, got I, faults, it's it's that there's almost nothing here. <laughs> but I, I do. I love just the the atmosphere that they create with it, like that that score. And the this this shitty beach that nobody should want yet the surf Nazis are like we must take this over that's how we will gain power and influence. The score is good. I did appreciate the score. The soundtrack's solid. Um, yeah, I don't know. I also like the entire time. I'm like, man, I really wish I could remake this movie because I think it would be cool to do like, what if the entire West Coast fell into the ocean, and all of a sudden these like right wing middle america and albertans wind up taking up surfing and they become the surf nazis wearing like like wexit kind of gear and stuff exactly maga hats like worn out maga hats or yellow vests or, or if alberta like um took decided to like uh, secede from canada and annexed british columbia and they've like taken over surfing and they're like moving down the coast and so the Canadian government has to call in some East Coast surfers to take them out, like from Nova Scotia and Newfoundland, where the surfing is way worse and way colder. Is this like where like all major world decisions are decided through surf competitions? And for some well, reason, well, no, it, it would be it would be a surf battle, but it would okay, be, it would be it, be like a with maces and stuff, like yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> now that would be hard to film. Oh, but we could do it. So I three, green screen it all. Why not? You can right. even like throw like us have like a snowboard off. Yeah, well, snowboarding's lame. Um, what's, a good, what's a good snowboard movie? I feel like they're all like dumb frat movies. Is is there a good is snowboard? There, I think there's ice. Is iced a snowboard movie or is that a skiing movie? I don't know. Well, it, well, it's not a good movie, but it's just it's it's known for being a, a hilarious movie. There's the ones with the uh, there's the ones with the zombie Nazis. I forget what's that called again. Um, oh, Dead Snow. Dead snow. Does that have surfer uh, snowboarders? It has a little snow bit of snow. It has a little bit of snowboarding in the first one. Although I pre- I prefer the second one when he realizes the only way to take out Nazis is with Soviets. So they like <laughs> so they, they resurrect a bunch of dead Soviet soldiers from World War II that are like the Nazis like are it. back. It's and so it's historically it's, accurate. So it's zombie Nazis versus zombie Soviets. Um, is there like zombie Stalin? No, no, they don't do oh. that. The last like, Lone Wolf and Cub had um, skiing zombies, but it's not as fun as it sounds. Okay, I was going to say, like, I don't know how Shogun Assassin can go down yeah, the well, zombie well, route. That's interesting. Well, there's six Lone Wolf and Cub movies. I know. I the Shogun probably... Assassin's just the first two. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they got to keep it, the... <laughs> they gotta keep it fresh. Yeah. The baby's got to keep killing people. Yeah. Um... So some brief trivia about the film. Throughout uh, the cover to King Crimson's 1969 debut album, 
in the court of the Crimson King, an observation by King Crimson is painted on a wall. That's all the, the trivia I've got. I, I, I caught that. Yeah, that was, that was a good scene. It was when uh, Smaggy's uh, spouting off some racial slurs and uh, he gets uh, thrown up against that uh, King Crimson mural wall by um, uh, Washington. Yeah. The one cool other artwork is the uh, the giant Hitler wearing sunglasses and like smoking a cigarette and being cool and stuff. Cool Hitler, yeah. <laughs> have you have you guys ever I seen? Appreciated it in a weird way. Have you guys ever seen Danger the Danger Five? No. It was on Netflix for a while. Netflix bought North American rights. It's an Australian comedy series which is set during World War Two, but is clearly evokes like the 60s live action like Thunderbird like live action kind of like a combination of live action Batman and the Thunderbird TV series where this team of international agents must the Danger 5 team up to stop Hitler and um and so in the first episode it's clearly all meant to be like even though it's set during World War 2 it's uh, and they have a talking eagle as their leader and it's a guy in a big eagle head and the eagle's mouth is like ah, hello Danger 5 here's your mission it's great but uh, in season two, uh, they think they kill Hitler at the end of season one. In season two, it's the 1980s for some reason. And they should all be like 40 years older, but they're only like two years older. And they're all on the rocks. And it turns out Hitler's back from the dead and he's like hiding out in America. And he hides out in an American high school posing as Johnny Hitler, the coolest kid in school. Come on. <laughs> and so he wears like, you know, he wears like a Leatherman jacket and... Uh, <laughs> And like rides a, rides a skateboard, and it's really funny. And he's like, you know, the whole thing is like, will Hitler make it to the prom? Not if we can stop him. And then he goes, and I, as soon as I saw that image of cool Hitler, I was like, oh my god, it's like Johnny Hitler. <laughs> cool Hitler. And then it's like uh, almost a good name for a band, but it would be a no. little too controversial. Yeah, I would not want to be in a, a, a band called. We're Hitler. cool Hitler. Yeah. No, I remember that internet comics to hipster Hitler. And he's wearing like a death camp for cutie t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, did you guys ever see the whitest kids you know did a did a uh, a skit called uh, Triumph of the Ill, where Hitler is resurrected in the tw- early twenty first century, but he's like learned the era of his ways and he re- gets really into hip hop. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't there a, a German movie, if I'm not mistaken, maybe released last year? I'm back called, like, or something. Or yeah, I guess who's back or I'm Something back. Something like that. I don't, I it was think. Just like Hitler clowning around in the present day, just like, hey, it's me again. Seemed really weird. I didn't actually. Yeah, I, did, I didn't watch it either. It was just very strange. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's. And then of course, there's Jojo Rabbit, which I didn't like. I know you didn't. It was a good film. Deserved the Oscar. Ugh. Look who's back. That's the name of the film. Ah. Um, Adolf Hitler wakes up to find himself in the 21st century where his bunker used to be with no memory of anything after 1945. Um, interpreting situations from a Nazi perspective, he finds fame as a su- successful comedian. Yeah. I guess if Louis C.K.'s comeback has proven anything. What is going on true. with that? Well, let's not discuss it. No, no, no. Let's not give him, him uh, yeah. time of day. Smelly old butt face. Um, all right, guys. So, Phil, what are your final thoughts on Surf Nazis Must Die? Honestly, I was disappointed by it. Aww. Like, we've made it, we've made it sound way cooler than it is, but it's surprisingly boring. 
and really pad it out. Um, yeah. Well, like there, there are parts that should land, but don't. Mm-hmm. Like, like the stuff that I do like, I, I like the character Smeg, like the interactions with his mom, like those are really funny. And like the synth score is good, but like it, it just doesn't have the panache for it to, uh, to really work. It's, there's just like a lack of rhythm, like bad pacing, just a badly padded narrative. Ooh. Yeah. Kit, what are your final thoughts on Surf Nazis Must Die? Uh, similar to Phil on this one. I just, as I said before, just feels like kind of an empty movie. Like some of it was fun. I liked the, uh, the speedboat chase at the end. I thought it really got into gear at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was also like a guitar solo during one of the uh, weird surfing montages that I thought was kind of killer. Um, but yeah, it's just odd. I mean, there's certain scenes we didn't even go over because they're so empty. Like, nothing really happens in them. Like what, when she what, goes to, the, what scenes are those, Kit? Fill us in. Like when she... Oh, the... the remember when the biker uh, has that girl, like, um, she shows uh, she shows him her tits uh, while he's sitting, she's sitting on his lap, um, and his wife shows up. I'm like, what is it? Who even knows what's going on in that scene or why it was there? I guess okay. it also establishes that, like, wheels... And his wife's deal drugs. Yeah. I guess so. Mm-hmm. I thought he's also a full landerer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, a little bit. I think coming out, so I'll be honest, I, I highly enjoyed this movie. Um, I kind of wish Lillian was here to back me up. But the, uh, the thing is, I think after coming off of Blood Sucking Freaks, this is so much better. Yeah, it, it's, it's got a light tone to it. Like, uh, it does not take itself seriously, which would mm-hmm. obviously be a bad thing. I kind of do think all quite I'll, have a it doesn't quite have a comedic tone to it either, so it's like in this weird in between. Yeah, I don't think it hits. I do think that that all the the, the actors who played the surf Nazis like gave it their all. Um, because they're, they're yeah, they're, they're all kind of annoying. Like none of them are. I know they're Nazis. Obviously, we're not supposed to like them, but they're the main characters. There, there should be like some been, like oh. Well, the thing is, I think there should have been a, a surf gang that we rooted for, which I think that's like the issue. evil charm or something. Like, give, yeah. give one of them something. But all of them are just annoying characters who I didn't. Yeah. Also, did you guys? Smeg. Yeah, good old Smeg. Did you guys see the trailer for the, watch the trailer for for this before you watch the movie? No, should I? Watch the trailer ages ago. Well, the thing is, keep saying surf Nazis must die. Yeah, I know. That's I love that title. But the uh, no, but the trailer makes it seem like Mama Washington is after them the whole movie, as opposed to just the last ten minutes. That would have been better, maybe. Just get the inciting incident out of the way in the first, like, but like a cold open, like even before the uh, title card. Yeah. Um. Then have Mama Washington kind of like picking them off one by one, and actually make the gang bigger or seem bigger. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Didn't you buy the gun like halfway into the movie though? It took forever. Yeah. It took yeah, forever. Like, it's whole thing where she's like into like revenge mode. Yeah. Yeah, she's like playing playing um, cards with the girls and stuff like this. Like, yeah. anyway, and she wins them over. I, I didn't hate the movie. I'm 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 oscillating between like two and a half to three stars on it. But I mean, it's it's fine. It's fun. Yeah, sort of. I, I I liked it. I gotta say, it was it was not a bad way to spend eighty two minutes. Yes, merc- mercifully short. Yeah, that's the thing. It's been shorter, you- honestly. Seventy minutes. What's wrong with that? Well, by the 80s, you couldn't have 70-minute movies anymore. You yeah, no. Like, 
Well, because the, the reason why 70, 70 to 75 minute movies flourished in the 70s was because they were doing like triple features at drive-ins and stuff like that. See, what they could do is they could start doing like the short film again and just put a short film in front of those films. And then you get, you get uh, more exposure for short films, which could be an art form that I think should be promoted more. I know, but Hollywood doesn't make money that way. Ah, if they did, if they did this route, nice cheap seventy-minute films with a good ten-minute, twenty-minute short film in front. Yeah, and they should buy my films. Yes, exclusively. Mm-hmm, exactly. Christmas Eve, better effects than I would say. Christmas Eve has better special effects than Surf Nazis Must Die. It's yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. It looks good. I know. We got to do Christmas Eve too. What would we? What was Easter, Larry? Yeah. That, <laughs> that was kind of joking. <laughs> Christmas Eve 2, The Revenge of Easter Larry. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel that would be like, did, did you guys ever hear of um, Bobcat Goldwith when he was, he, uh, he was discussing what was the live action Disney film, The Barefoot Executive? And he was saying, you know someone pitched that out of spite. It's about a, oh. a monkey that pitches, that, that picks TV shows that people love. And you know, like someone's pitching a whole bunch of ideas. I was like, no, no, no. And then someone's like, well, I got this idea about a monkey that pick, picks good ideas. And they're like, we like it. And Bobcat Goldblatt was like, oh, I'd never do that. And then he had this movie that he had like pitched. And then like um, in the place he was pitching it, they pr- also produced the Tim Allen movie, The Santa Claus. And so he saw they had a big post, like they had Santa Claus 1, Santa Claus 2 posters on the wall. And so he pitched this movie and they were kind of like, oh, whatever, it's not that good. Do you have anything else? And so he was kind of just like, well, Easter Dad. And he was like, and they were like, ooh, what's that about? And they're like, well, you know, it's about this dad who has a kid. And together they learned the true meaning of Easter. <laughs> and he left. And then his agent's like, so they didn't like your first pitch, but they really are interested in Easter dad. What's that about? And he's like, oh, my God. Actually, it never got made. But he was like, can you imagine if, if I had to make this? <laughs> well, they're just, there's not a lot of Easter movies. So they're like, this is something we yeah. can sell every year. It's too niche, yeah. Because yeah, Easter it's, it's is about you can the networks every single year and get it syndicated. Because Easter is about pain and sorrow, and then a little bit of hope at the end. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not the most marketable of uh, of holidays. That's yeah, spring rebirth. I mean, they just have to rebrand it a little. It's very pagan the way it follows the moon. I mean, they might as well just run into it. Yeah, paganism. Who wants to wear those robes? Well, you got to do Greek Orthodox Easter if you want to be a legit. Whatever. Um. <laughs> Those jerks. What do they ever do? <laughs> so on that note, uh, that was Surf Nazis Must Die, a title I love saying. It's a, it's a good title. I kind of want to, yeah. I, I kind of feel like that they missed their mark on, it should have been spray painted on a wall somewhere. And the surf, like yeah. after, after the Surf Nazis. Like Mama, Mama yeah. Washington could have done it too. Yeah, it's like after the Surf Nazis elim- eliminated all their like rivals, they're like, hey, we did pretty good. And they return home to see the word surf Nazis must die spray painting that's, on them. That's the thing. It seems like this story just needs a little bit more developing, too. It just seems like everything's like a little half finished. Mm-hmm. Everything's just in between. See, I really, I kind of want to pitch a surf Nazis must die remake it, to Troma. It could be good because you could take what's there and actually yeah. add things to it and make it more interesting. Yeah. And have some decent fight choreography. Yeah, that's bad. It's just like a cartwheel and then... <laughs> oh yeah, it's so I miss the cartwheel. So cartwheels. I miss the cartwheel into a fight scene like that. Always used to happen in American kung karate <laughs> movies or martial arts movies, 
where somebody would cartwheel into a fight scene. It's like impractical. They would get chopped down before they landed the cartwheel. It's been in so many movies. So many movies. <laughs> All right. So on that note, for death by video. Oh, video. I've been Phil. I have been Kit. And I'm always Graham saying, please be sure to stay safe, wash your hands, and we will see you next time on Death by Video. Good night. Night. I am Governor Terry Brown. I are a smile that never frowns. Soon I will be president. Not a power will soon go away. I will be pure one day. I will come and all of you. Your kids will meditate. Your kids California, Oberalis. Control you and the person.